Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard Edition of D1T in 5 for Tuesday, January 10th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Utah Tech's transition to the newly merged WAC-ASUN football-only FCS conference is a done deal, according to Trailblazers AD Ken Beezer, who says, we're playing a six-game conference schedule in 2023. It will be a full eight-game schedule in 2024. Beezer also notes the Trailblazers have seen a rapid ascension over the past few years and adds, there's really no plan to stop. I think the growth of the community, the growth of the university not only mandates, but almost guarantees the growth of the athletic department. Florida State Representative Chip Lamarca, R93, has filed HB 99, which would allow more institutional involvement from universities and colleges in NIL matters. Specifically, according to the Orlando Sentinel's Matt Marshall, the bill would enable colleges, universities, and its employees to steer NIL opportunities toward athletes. Lamarca says, if you think about what an athlete's earlier life is like, no matter what their background is, they rely heavily on their coaches, the staff and the administration. For them not to be able to have any conversations about what opportunities are out there was limiting our athletes. Now that we know where the NCAA is, and where the other schools are, we want to ensure that we're all at least on a level playing field. Lamarca also notes he would like to expand the bill further at some point to allow universities to connect student-athletes with professionals, who can offer investment and tax advice. USF officially opens the $22 million, 88K, SQ, FT Porter Family Indoor Performance Facility, which will serve all Bulls student-athletes. The center includes a 100-yard turf field, locker rooms, a video work area and an outdoor plaza. Football head coach Alex Golesh says, what's reinvigorating is the commitment of everyone to go and be elite. The resources that are being put forth are giving us the ability to actually go and be elite. The only thing we've talked about with our football program, our coaches, our staff is what's next. Wake Forest football head coach Dave Clawson following today's FBS coaches meeting indicated there's consensus that any rules that aren't enforceable, analysts coaching, tampering, etc., shouldn't be a rule, as the only people being punished are those who are following the rules, according to ESPN's David Hale. AFCA executive director Todd Barry added, there's a lot of coaches right now just saying, let's blow the whole thing up. It looks like a free-for-all right now because, quite frankly, it is. Barry also says there's energy behind moving up the early signing day, though Hale notes that, several coaches I've talked to don't think it helps. Dave Doran suggests no signing day, 365 days, 85 scholarships, sign am whenever. Also from Barry, we came really, really close to not playing some postseason games this year, because teams were so thin at positions due to opt-outs and portal. Says there's energy to let all players eligible for bowl without impacting red shirts. ESPN's Adam Rittenberg reports Barry, says after football coaches meeting that there's interest in moving the high school signing date up, before the transfer portal opens. Might be the first Wednesday in December or right after Thanksgiving. Barry notes, it's so chaotic right now. With Georgia football head coach Kirby Smart adding $250,000 for the Dogs' natty last night. He ends the season with $1.35 million in on-field bonuses, meaning his total pay for the season is $11.6 million, per USA Today's Steve Berkowitz, who adds that college football head coaches at FBS public schools, earned more than $12.2 million in bonuses for this season. This does not include the future value of automatic contract extensions that nine coaches picked up this season. 
Those are set to be worth at least $24 million in later years. ESPN will bring College Game Day to three women's basketball games this season, including the January 26th matchup between Tennessee and Connecticut from Thompson Bowling Arena. The other two will be announced at a later date. In addition to featuring one of the sport's historic rivalries, the matchup is also part of ESPN's annual, We Back Pat, initiative, honoring legendary former Lady Vols head coach Pat Summit and supporting the Pat Summit Foundation. ESPN VP of Production Patricia Lowry says, We are thrilled to continue integrating women's college basketball into the College Game Day brand with additional shows this season. Having the first show of 2023 at Tennessee for this matchup while supporting We Back Pat, with one of Summit's former players, Kelly Jolly Harper, now leading the Lady Vol program, it couldn't be more fitting. Elevate Sports Ventures and Hive break down the brand exposure figures from last night's college football playoff title game. On the ESPN game telecast, the following brands received the most in-game exposure, Nike, 45 minutes, 23 seconds, AT&T, 10 minutes, 59 seconds, Gatorade, 4 minutes, 56 seconds, Mercedes-Benz, 4 minutes 4 seconds, SoFi, 4 minutes, 3 seconds, Allstate, 2 minutes, 37 seconds, Goodyear, 35 seconds, DraftKings, 21 seconds, Ram Trucks, 18 seconds, and Dr. Pepper, 17 seconds. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard Edition of D1T in 5 for Tuesday, January 10th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.